ever faithful God. You were well pleased with Abraham's obedience and you accepted the sacrifice of your son who gave himself up for the sake of us all. Train us by Christ's teaching and school us in his obedience that as we walk his way of sacrifice, we might come to share in his glory. We ask this through Christ, our deliverance and our hope, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, holy and mighty God, forever and ever. In the following text from the book of Genesis, we hear the highlights of God's call to Abraham to sacrifice his only son, Isaac. What could possibly move Abraham to comply with God's bizarre request? A reading from the book of Genesis. God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham. And Abraham said, Here I am. God said, Take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains that I shall show you. When Abraham and Isaac came to the place that God had shown him, Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. And he bound his son Isaac and laid him on top of the altar, on top of the wood. And then Abraham reached out his hand and took the knife to kill him. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And the angel said, Do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, From me. And Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in a thicket by its horns. Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, said the Lord. Because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, from me, I will indeed bless you, and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore, and your offspring shall possess the gates of their enemies. And by your offering shall all the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves because you have obeyed my voice. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In his letter to the Christian community in Rome, St. Paul tries to assure them that God is on their side. Do you believe that God is really on your side? 
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, if God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son, but gave him up for all of us, will he not with him also give us everything else? Who will bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? It is Christ Jesus who died. Yes, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. Peter took with him, Jesus took with him, Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah and Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Peter did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice, This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen until after the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. Liquid sunshine outside today. It's rain. <laughs> you must be from Johnstown. I am, I am, I am. When I was growing up as a kid, I only remember Lent as a time when you gave up things like candy and soda and favorite TV shows. As I think about Lent this year, Giving up something is certainly not needed. After all, we have experienced so much loss throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. Instead of giving up anything, perhaps what is needed is that we take time to be with God in prayer. Maybe this Lent is the perfect time to practice to paying attention to God's presence in our lives and focusing on how we might better communicate with God, which is to say, taking time to pray consistently. 
And speaking of prayer, let me tell you a story about a man who decided to skip Mass one Sunday and head to the hills to do some bear hunting. As he rounded the corner on a perilous twist in a trail, he and a bear collided, sending him and his rifle tumbling down the mountainside. Before he knew it, his rifle went one way and he went the other, landing on a rock, breaking both legs. That was the good news. The bad news was the ferocious bear charging at him from a distance, and he couldn't move. Oh, Lord, the man prayed, I am so sorry for skipping Mass today to come out here and hunt. Please forgive me and grant me just one wish. Please make a Christian out of that bear that's coming at me. Please, Lord. That very instant, the bear skidded to a halt, fell to his knees, clasped its paws together, and began to pray aloud right at the man's feet. Dear God, the bear said, bless this food I am about to receive. Amen. (laughs) Consistent prayer. In our first reading today, we hear that Abraham takes Isaac up Mount Moriah to offer Isaac as a sacrifice, a prayer to God. In our gospel, Jesus went to Mount Tabor as he often went to the mountains to pray and took with him Peter, James, and John and led them up the high mountain apart by themselves. Jesus takes them aside for an encounter with God which God will help them, through the transfiguration, understand who Jesus really is. In both cases, Abraham, Peter, James, and John have the experience of being close to God. It was a transformation for all of them. Mountains and hills are referenced in the Bible around 500 times. So what's so special about a mountain? In scripture, mountains are seen as places of revelation because they were close to the heavens. Jesus took Peter, James, and John up the mountain to reveal to them the glory of God. Do you, in your prayer time, have the hope and expectation of having that same revelation? These mountain experiences from Genesis and Mark set the theme for Lent about our own prayer time. Lent is a time to ease ourselves out of the hustle and bustle of everyday activity so we can pray quietly, searching for God's will, and then asking for the strength to make his will our own. On our mountain, we can rethink our priorities, set our goals, and evaluate our relationship with God, hopefully to make our prayer consistent or perhaps nearly consistent. Prayer is one of the pillars of our Lenten observance, along with fasting and almsgiving. The battle for quality time, quality prayer, is often a time, a battle for time and silence. Everyone acknowledges the need of quiet time, but for prayer, that is just the first step. Our exterior silence must foster our interior silence.
we have to quiet ourselves down on our inside too. Making time for prayer is always a challenge, and this pandemic has not helped us much. We may think that the pandemic has given us more time for prayer, but really has it? Many normal activities are modified or totally gone. Technology and Zoom are the normal, but with that, the work has changed our preparations. Ask any teacher. Ask any pastor who streams Masses in advance of a Sunday Mass or the setup of our Zoom Mass. For myself, my work time at Benner Prison has doubled. My pastoral ministry has increased substantially. So this past year, I have had less time for my relationship with God than ever before. What an empty feeling it has been. Perhaps many of you have had similar experiences. Parents who normally would send their children off to school find themselves trying to change work schedules to be at home to assist their children with schoolwork in virtual learning. Teleworking takes more effort and time when working from home, juggling work, children, and home life. Recently, I talked with a gentleman who was working at night so that during the day he could help around the home to be with his children. By the end of the day, you probably are too exhausted to spend any time in prayer. I know I am. And while we may think that the pandemic would give us more time to spend on our spiritual life, we have probably found out that was not the case to be. Could it be this Lent during this pandemic is giving us an opportunity on how to reflect how we are using our time? Are we making time for prayer or just hope to find it? For me, to reach my mountaintop climb is to make time to be in prayer. What might be yours? Regardless of our mountains, to reach the top will take an effort, like the mountains that Abraham, Peter, James, and John had to climb. But the rewards, the rewards if we stay faithful like they did, will be extraordinary. We need to trust in God that if we climb our mountain during Lent, we too will have that experience like they did with God. As we continue the holy season of Lent, reflect upon your practice of prayer. Commit yourself to making time for prayer. There is no limit and no end to the depth to which God wants to draw us closer to him. Take a look at your schedule and discern how much time you can devote in prayer. Start small, and after you have conquered five or ten minutes each day, try fifteen or even more. Think of your daily prayer as a fueling station. You need to have a full tank if you are going to confront the many stresses of your day. We will each find our own mountain or high place to encounter God. There he will reveal himself to us just like he did to Abraham, Peter, James, and John. Isn't that what the mountaintop experience should be? 
So during this pandemic Lent, may our prayer lives be enhanced by making the time, the place, and a way to listen to God's voice. When we do, we too might experience the transfiguration of Jesus within our hearts. Rumi, a 13th century Persian poet, writes, What you are seeking is seeking you. And in the Gospel of Matthew, it is written, Knock, and the door will be opened for you. Ask God to help you make time for prayer. Ask him to reveal himself to you. May this Lent be a time not really to give up something, but rather to take, to take time to be in prayer with God who is knocking on your door. All you need to do is open the door and let him in. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.